Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Fresh Off the Reel. My name is Lib. I'm Pat. I'm in a haunted house. Oh no, Pat. How'd you get in there? I walked on my neighbor's lawn and the house ate me. Ah, man, I, I, was, should, I should get an it Oscar. Was, it was terrifying. I'm dead. Oh no, but it's okay. You'll, you'll just crawl out of the hole when the house blows up. Oh, perfect. Okay. This week we're talking about Monster House. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't blatantly obvious, this week we're talking about Monster House, which is my favorite childhood movie of all time. Uh, and the movie I watched for the first time a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> so we, have very, we have very different opinions on this movie based on our experience with it. And uh, fun fact, I pulled my friends and apparently I'm the only human being on this planet who didn't grow up watching this movie. Yeah. We were playing, uh, we were playing a game a while ago with a, a few friends, and everyone yelled at him. It was hilarious. I, I'm the only one who who would have guessed. <laughs> um, when you guys watch high art films like Cool Cat Saves the Kids, uh, I'll be there, and that's what I watch. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> Derek Savage, please don't sue. I don't think I don't think he has the power to. I don't know. There's a there's a whole thing there. Uh, there is a whole thing there, but um, not really into the movie, and we'll drop it there. <laughs> yeah, we're going into the movie. So, Monster House is a 2006 children's horror film, uh, directed by Gil Keenan. Now, Gil it Keenan stars. Um, oh, you want to go? Want to go there first? Okay. No, ju I just want to real quick. Gil Keenan hasn't directed many films. The only notable one is he did the. 2015 reboot of Poltergeist, which uh, was a very bad movie. It stars Mitchell Musso from Hannah Montana as DJ, <laughs> the main character. Uh, Sam Lerner as Chowder, a character I forgot existed <laughs> until I read this cast list. He's in the poster! He's in most of the movie. I just completely forgot this character existed. And uh, Spencer Locke is Jetty. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, most importantly, Steve Buscemi, our antagonist, who plays himself. <laughs> uh, he is what I imagine, and Nebercracker is who I imagine Steve Buscemi is like for real. Don't forget that Jason Lee is Bones. Alright, <laughs> oh, you're right, he is Bones. And Kevin James is the cop. An all-star cast we have for this one. Nick Cannon is the other cop. Like, oh my god. What what a great cast we have. Now, they, like I said before, until I was like maybe 11, this was my favorite movie of all time. I watched it every single day. I watched it every single day. And and now now I That's now I uh I I just watch it every year now. I watch it every Halloween. That's that's still more times than I could say I've seen it, which I've seen once, <laughs> and um, I don't think I'll be watching again. If I'm being perfectly honest, that's uh, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> now, um, since we're on that topic, you want to give our review, our score? We're very giggly this episode. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those. It's gonna be one of those episodes. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those ones where we just this is this is by the way this is uh this is our third Spooktober episode, so uh yeah this is this counts as a spooky movie. 
October, and we're, we're giggling like idiots. So that that goes <laughs> to show how scary, scary this movie is. Let's see for spook it's, for Spooktober. So far, we did a comedy zombie movie. Uh, we did not even a horror. Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> just in general. A movie about a, cannibal, a cannibal and fucking Monster House. It's very, it's a very spooky October on this podcast. It's a really spooky October. Uh, for the last Spooktober episode, maybe we'll actually do something spooky. I have an idea for something actually spooky, but we're gonna have to talk about that one next time. Yeah, can't give away all our secrets. Can't you can't give them away, or else Mister Nebercracker is gonna come out and clock you. He's gonna Who? steal. I think you mean, oh, I think Steve, Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. I'm sorry, I think Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, I rated this movie, uh, this is my 1,000,003 watch, uh, but only the second one that's logged on Letterboxd. I rated it a 3.5 out of 5. What was your, your childhood review, <laughs> your childhood score? Uh, for here, hold on, let me, let me pull out the kid me. It's, it's really good, it's a 5 out of 5. Okay, <laughs> your, your review, your score is actually, like... Lower than I was expecting it to be. It's kind of close to mine. I gave it a 3 out of 5. Uh, I thought it was fine. I enjoyed my time with it. I have no willingness to go back to it, though. Yeah, in all, in all seriousness, I probably would have given it a 4. But this rewatch, I watched it with the intention of that we're going to talk about it on the podcast. So I watched it. Try, I tried to take off my rose-tinted glasses. And I gave it a three out of three and a half out of five. That's the least I'm ever gonna give it. Yeah, like I definitely see what people enjoy out of it. Like I can, I can definitely justify it being a four. Uh, but uh, for me, it's a solid six out of ten. Yeah. So just like tradition, we're going to read the plot synopsis. This one is coming from Letterbox because I just found it hilarious. So here we go. The house is dot 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 alive. Monsters under the bed are scary enough, but what happens when an entire house is out to get you? Three teens aim to find out when they go up against a decrepit neighboring home and unlock its frightening secrets. Ooh. That is actually a pretty accurate representation of what happens in the movie. Yeah, you can't really, uh... I mean, you could explain it in two sentences. The house is alive, the kids figure out why. It's a pretty basic uh, story. Yeah, it's a really basic story, and uh, it's 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 good for kids. And I, <clears throat> I will definitely show this to my children and my grandchildren, and uh, they're gonna show them to each other because this movie is fantastic, and I love it, and uh, everyone should love it. And Pat, you're the odd one out. It's fun. I don't hate it. I give it a six. A six is a good. A six is above average. I enjoyed it. Give it a ten, or I'm gonna kill you. I guess that would make it spooked over if I died. <laughs> See now, now that's where the real spook comes in. Is when you diss Monster House. Last episode when we talked about Silence of the Lambs, uh, it was pretty obvious that I particularly did not have a lot to say. Which is why we talked about the entire plot for about an hour. So we're not going to do that anymore. Uh, we're not going to just blurt out the the plot. We're going to skim through it like what we did with Suicide Squad. And then for some reason, we just got the habit of saying the plot. But we're not gonna, we're, Now we're just going to skim through it. So we're not going to be like, 
the movie opens with a girl on a tricycle and she's going through and then there's Mr. Never crack. No, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. It's how the movie opens, by the way. Just which, if you which, yeah, if you were curious, that is exactly how the movie opens. Now, one thing I did want to see, because I, I don't know who did the, the music, who was the composer, Douglas Pipes. Okay. Cause it sounded a lot like, um, John Williams. That would have been actually like amazing if like John Williams did the score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. The only other movie uh, Douglas Pipes done the score for that I've seen is uh, Trick or Treat. Uh, it's another spooky movie. It's one I watched a lot as a kid because my my elementary school would put that every year for Halloween for six years. I watched it six times as a kid. He also did Krampus. Yeah, I see that, but I, I have not seen that, so I can't comment on the score for that. I've seen Krampus, and it's hot garbage. He also did the Barbie movie. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, anyways, let's get into Monster House. So, just like it said in the uh, in the plot synopsis, the movie's about three, I think, teenagers. Uh, they look 12, but I guess they're teenagers. I think the, the impression I got was um, they're like 12, 13. Like they're, they're not teenagers yet, but they're getting to that age. Yeah. Because like, like, there's this whole plot point, right, where... DJ and uh, and Chowder want to go trick or treating, but DJ's against it because they're getting too old. And then like you have their teenager babysitter, who's like the the point of like maturity comparison for DJ, I guess at that point of the movie, before it becomes about the house anyway. Yeah. So like the impression I got was that they were they were young young teens or like twelve. So you got DJ, which is uh, Mitchell Musso from Hannah Montana. Uh, and then you got Chowder, Sam Lerner from, well, the only thing I know him from is, uh, is the Goldbergs. Uh, and then you got Spencer, well, Spencer Locke from Resident, from the Resident Evil movies. So yeah, great cast. <laughs> and Insidious. Oh, yeah, uh, and the Insidious. Last, the last key, the, the last one, I think, or like the latest one. Insidious, the last key. The, uh, so that's, it's DJ, Chowder, and Jenny, respectively. Jenny doesn't come in until like maybe like twenty minutes, thirty minutes in. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't see that character coming. Like you didn't? I, 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 no, I, I saw. I thought it was gonna be, uh, the two boys and um and Z, the babysitter. I thought they were gonna be the main cast. I wasn't expecting Z to be. I'm gonna say killed off. That's not exactly what happens. <laughs> no, nothing. Like, nothing happened to Z. Yeah, she's written out of the story. Yeah, until the end. But I thought she was gonna be like the the third member of this trio. Uh, keep in mind, I had not seen this movie ever, and I haven't even seen the poster until like right now. <laughs> so I I did uh, I did not expect Z to not been more relevant in the story. But um, especially with the whole bringing up the the age thing, that was like a, a thing at the beginning of the movie. I thought Z would have been around more, so there was that constant comparison. Right. Like, oh, DJ wants to grow up, and here's this teenager that he's, I don't want to say looking up to, but, like, comparing himself to. But Z's, like, completely removed, and we have Jenny as of, yeah, about 20 or 30 minutes in. Yeah, Jenny's just, Jenny doesn't know DJ and Chowder. DJ and Chowder have been friends for a very long time, but Jenny just comes in. She's from a different school, and she's, like, selling cookies or whatever, and then she gets roped into all this. They become fast friends, and then uh, her and DJ kiss at the end, which was a bit yeah, weird, there's honestly. There's a kind of weird romantic subplot 
Like, I guess it's 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 kind of normal for kids. Like, Chowder sees her and then immediately is like, oh, I, I love this girl. Yeah, and then, and then they, they try to call dibs on her, and then they, like, yeah. there's this game of tug-of-war that's being played. Yeah, uh, well, it's, it's and, pretty, and there's like, a literal game of tug-of-war that's being played with her when she first, like, interacts with the house. It's pretty standard, like, kids' romantic subplots, but, like, I don't know, it was, it was kind of weird. I, I don't think it was super necessary, but though that's... It, it doesn't eat up as much of the runtime as you think, so it's fine. The it's scene... used mostly for jokes. Yeah. But the scene where she kisses DJ, I don't know if you noticed this, but, the, well, I'm going to be saying this a lot. I'm going to be saying that a lot in this episode. I don't know if you noticed this. Saying that a lot, and I'm going to be saying I did not notice that a lot, probably, because uh... <laughs> I was not paying super attention while watching this. Um, After she kissed DJ, and DJ starts, like, walking on the, the crane... She like wipes her lips and she gets like kind of disgusted. <laughs> oh, kids! Oh, oh, those children spreading cooties. <laughs> I haven't used that word since I was six. <laughs> I, I I just want to like I've I've been looking at like um, images for the movie just so, so I had things to like recall my memory, mm-hmm. and I've been seeing a lot of pictures of like petition for Monster House live action remake. Am I seriously the only person who's never seen this movie? Why like it's so popular? I'm pretty sure you are. This was like the this I think this was the highest grossing animated movie in 2006. Interesting. And you so know you know didn't... you know what you know what other animated movie came out that year? Uh it was Over the Hedge, Happy Feet, which won uh Best Animated Picture, which is not which was not deserved. Uh Cars came out that year and Casino Royale. That's not animated, but I just want to throw that in. Also, the Devil Wears Prada. That's also not animated. Yeah, but no, now, now I'm not talking about animated anymore. Also, okay, the Prestige movies. and uh, yeah, but I don't, I, I don't think the there's Departed. much overlap. I don't think there's much overlap between people who watched Monster House and people who watched The Departed. <laughs> uh, also, Borat came out that year. That's funny. But, but there's definitely no overlap between the people who watched Borat and the people who watched Monster House. Just saying, just the fact that this was the highest grossing animated movie that year up against Cars, Happy Feet, and Over the Hedge. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing considering how ugly this movie is. Oh, are you guys ready for that take? I don't think so. All right, let's, let's start talking about the animation. Yeah, so... This movie's fuck ugly. It didn't hold up. Uh... <laughs> Every time I look at Chowder, I kind of, I, I, I kind of want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. I think that the best, the the best examples of the animation in this movie is the house. Oh yeah, the, uh, the house is the house is animated very well. It's very cool to look at. That was that was my favorite thing in this movie. Just the, when the house like, like when the house like breaks and transforms, and then like the the carpets, the tongue, and the 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 the, the chandeliers, the uvula, the chase scene at the end too. Like it's animated very well. Yeah, but the humans all look just off i find like they don't look super well yeah that's just uh, the thing with early 2000s animation isn't it yep like humans just look terrible you know all the characters they look really weird they're the the animation's super stiff the hair looks like clay it just looks like yeah. clay uh and there's there's one scene where like someone gets their hair ruffled and like it, it doesn't look right it, it looks like stop motion which would have been kind of cool if this movie was stop motion. It would have been, but it's not. It's not. But the the, the house though, like 
Uh, are are you see, like the, oh my god I love this I love the house like I, the house is the star of the show so yeah. like I guess it makes sense for that to look the best yeah and it definitely it definitely sells itself the as a premise how it's designed but I don't I don't know the humans just kind of rubbed me the wrong way it felt like I was watching an older and I, I get it it's from two thousand six so I shouldn't I shouldn't hold it up to yeah it's, it's also it's also from some. Not like, Disney or Pixar or it, yeah, it's it, from a smaller studio. It's from so the same that, studio that did Mars Needs Needs Moms. So you know. that movie, that I, that movie sucks too. Yeah, that movie <laughs> sucks. <laughs> well, this, but it's also sucks. the same studio that did Castaway. So who knows? And the Polar mm-hmm. Express, which is a fantastic movie. Yeah, but like I don't know, especially like just like looking at the movies you listed, like like Happy Feet and um Cars. This movie kind of falls short in the animation department, but I guess it also speaks for like it winning despite that. This pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it I is. Guess really cool. this movie. Just, I want to keep talking about the house real quick. Just the, just the little like, uh, just the animations on the house. My, my favorite one is uh when the house like comes alive, like not like when the house uh starts moving around. The, I think it's brick or whatever. The, the roofing. It like comes up a bit, so it looks like spikes, you know. And the blinds are the eyebrows, so they can make it look angry or sad. Uh, and the mouth is not just the door; it's the whole front patio, because the 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 beams split and they point out really in this really sharp wood. It looks so. It looks so good. The house is like really expressive for for like what it is. They did such a great job. Yeah. Now, why is the house alive? Good question. Uh, we're about to spoil the whole movie, so get out of here. You probably should. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess before we we talk about like how we feel about the characters, let's get the last character out of the way, because uh, the house is not just a spooky ghost. The house is haunted by an established character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Buscemi's wife uh, haunts <laughs> the house. He's still just calling him Steve Buscemi. I'm gonna call him Steve Buscemi. <laughs> for the record um, his character name is character- mr nebercracker we haven't said that yet yeah and the house the house spirit's name is uh constantine right constance constance yeah i was so close <laughs> and i'm gonna call her constantine for the rest of the episode no we're gonna have another clary situation you're gonna do it too now no <laughs> Good. yeah so the house is, ha- is haunted by a uh, constance and she, she, it's a pretty big deal. So we might as well spoil that now before we get into talking about the characters. Mm-hmm. She, she does play a pretty big role in um, Sibushevi's arc. <laughs> yeah. So, like, she was a circus act. She was, like, a giantess. She's really yeah. big. She's really, really, really big. I guess that's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 like, her her act was just being laughed at because of her size. And so she meets uh, Steve Buscemi at the circus. <laughs> it's like a, a member of the audience, and he just he just falls in love with her, love at first sight, love at first sight, and he wants to give her a a chance to live her life without ridicule. So they they well he kidnaps her basically. <laughs> he steals this woman, and, <laughs> and they go live their life together. Yeah, they, they they start building a house, and then it's like Halloween, and the kids are like throwing eggs or whatever because it's Halloween. Constance hates kids. Yeah, Constance yeah, that's a hates big kids. plot point. It's not really explained 
why, but I guess yeah. people laugh, people laugh at her all the time, but you can imagine kids go to the circus a lot, so put two and two together. Yeah, it's probably um, that. That's why she hates kids. And they are making fun of her, too, while they're throwing the eggs, so it doesn't help, like, her situation. Yeah. And then she yeah, trips... So, uh, she trips and falls into cement. It's very funny. <laughs> it is pretty and funny. Then he, and then he builds the house over her corpse anyway. And then <laughs> her corpse haunts the house. And uh, every time there's a kid on the front lawn, she uh, eats her. It eats the kids. Yep. That's, uh, that's the whole story. That's literally the entire story. Uh, and she doesn't just control the house. She controls the whole... Uh, the, the, the whole the plot of land. Kind of she controls the ce- the cement that's on the pathway. She controls the grass, the trees. In the alternative horror cut of the movie, is she just grows a gigantic tree, and then the tree has like branches that extend into other people's land, and then she kills everybody. And that's the horror version of this movie. That would have been cool to see. That's that's the uh, the adult M rated live action adaptation. That's what they're gonna do. No, the the adult M-rated version is as soon as the the kids walked up on the uh, on the, the front porch, they died instantly. Movie over, Monster House. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's this like cute shot at the beginning of the movie where like, it's it's when Steve Buscemi dies, but like they think he's dead, like he has a heart attack or something, and he's being taken away by the ambulance, and like um, Constance with like the grass. Tries to grab him, like to to keep him. Yeah, she just want tries him. to grab him, and then from that moment, the chimney on the house lights up, and it's gonna stay on the whole movie. So the kids figure out that the chimney is the heart, and to kill the house somehow. That that's in quotations. To kill the house, they have to put out the fire in the chimney, uh, or just strike at the heart. As uh, it's, it's what the guy at the arcade. What's his name? That, not, see, that this I forgot. Uh, dude, bro. I don't remember his name. <laughs> well, I don't know, but uh, a meme was has it? surfaced from him recently when he just grabs the chocolate and eats it and runs away. <laughs> like, do, you, do you know what meme I'm talking about? I don't. You're going to have to show me that after the, after the episode. But uh, yeah, yeah and, and the thing about this movie that I just missed because I'm not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You know, I'm just going to show you now. I'm just going to cut the footage here. I'm just going to show you now. (laughs) You got to keep it in because it's like for comedy. You got to keep it in. Oh, it's a video. Okay. You sure? You know what? what? Keep this in. It's fine. You get to hear my live reaction (laughs) to this meme. Keep this in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep this in. You get to hear my live reaction to this meme that they can't see. It's it's perfect. (laughs) Monster house. Uh, but this is behind the scenes quote unquote <laughs> podcast. This right here, this. <laughs> okay. That's a meme now. <laughs> I see. Interesting. I've seen a I've seen a few memes of that. That's okay, sure. Oh my god, a scene recreation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's staying in because Pat said to keep yeah, it in. It has to stay in now. I gotta keep it in. Uh, if anyone, if anyone wants to know, what we're talking about is at the very end of the uh, of the arcade scene. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that guy at the arcade. He tells him like, "You have to strike at the source of life, the heart." That's where they get the idea of uh, killing the house by blowing up the heart. That's the only scene of that character, by the way. He's, he's there at the end too. Oh yeah, he's yeah. kind of like 
kind of like he meets Z. And like, yeah, he's it. in the after credits scene. The the sequel bait. <laughs> uh, the, the Z cut. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so do you want to get into the characters now? Since we basically went over the story. Like, well, the I, guess, have... I guess we'll just, uh, we'll just say like at the end. The house like uses trees as arms and walks around the whole city, and somehow nobody sees this. Nobody sees this, uh, but that was really cool, though. It was. It's the it's the coolest scene in the whole movie. Uh, like my favorite parts of the movie are when they're inside the house, but like I the coolest scene is definitely when like that at the end. Uh, and then they go to the um to a, a construction area. There's like a big pit or whatever where they're building something. And then DJ climbs the crane. That's where the awkward kiss scene happens. Throws dynamite down the the chimney of the house, and it blows up. And uh, Constance comes up as like a like a figure. Why can't I think of the ghost? Why couldn't I think of that word? <laughs> a spooky ghost. She comes out as a spooky ghost, and she dances with uh, Steve Buscemi for a bit, and then floats away. Uh, that that's the end of Steve Steve's arc. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him. <laughs> I thought it's Steve Buscemi now. <laughs> That's the end of Steve Buscemi's arc. He uh, let go of Constance, and at the end, they they, they all the toys that Constance took because whenever a toy landed on the on the front uh, on the lawn, Constance took it. So they just return all the toys. And how the fuck do they know whose toys belongs to who? They don't. A bunch of kids just said that was mine, and 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 <laughs> yeah, Steve Buscemi gave it to them. Except for the trike with the girl at the beginning of the movie. They're like, oh, that's hers! That's her trike! Uh, Alright, let's get into the characters. So, um, we'll start with the main character, uh, DJ. Played by uh, Mitchell Musso, as we've said. What did you Fr- think from, of... From uh, Hannah Montana? You have to say from that. From Hannah Montana, I had nothing else. You have to uh, say that. Is Who else does he play? I don't even know. I, I don't remember him being in anything else. Uh, according to Letterboxd, he's in... The two Phineas and Ferb movies, so he must play a major character. Look up uh, the cast for he Phineas plays and Ferb. Jeremy. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's in. Oh, the... Candace's. He's Candace's uh, crush in Phineas and Ferb. Right, 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 right. So he's uh, in the show as well. well. Like whatever. And then he's in. Um, I, I like how you clicked on the the Sweet Life Hannah Montana crossover on Letterboxd. Yeah. The Gap course. Yeah, first he's at that. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure he's mostly a television actor, so he's, he's not going to be on Letterboxd. You're going to have to look on IMDb. I think that the casting, the, the casting's all right in this movie, I think. I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I don't dislike any of the characters. I think they all sell the characters pretty well. Yeah. I just think it's funny that it's Mitchell Musso. I just find it, I don't know why. <laughs> From Hannah it's just funny to me that it's Mitchell Musso from Hannah Montana. Yeah, it is pretty funny. It's such a random casting. I don't know. Well, maybe yeah, maybe it's because Hannah Montana was popular at that time. He also probably wasn't too expensive to get. Yeah, so. they just needed a teenager. Yeah. So DJ is the main character. His story arc, I guess, if you call it that, is him trying to like decide if he wants to be a kid, like continue being a kid, or grow up like should he grow up too fast you know that's the golden question yeah is he growing up too fast or can he still enjoy being a kid and he's also uh stalking steve buscemi pretty aggressively <laughs> like it's a bit of a problem but yeah, uh because he lives right across the street from from uh 
the house, the monster house, if if you will. Yeah, he he has his little his little story arc. I, it doesn't really get resolved. Like by the end of the movie, DJ as a character doesn't really change. He just kind of solves the mystery, and that's it. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have. Look, well, he does. He does decide to go trick or treating because that was a thing at the beginning of the movie. Well, like he he won't go trick or treating with his best friend because they're too old for it. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the movie, they go. So I guess there's your resolution. That like he found balance, but it's not really addressed. I don't think it really goes anywhere. It's kind of just there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we should really be like talking about arcs because the there's not really there's not a lot in in this. The characters are yeah, just a... the character. The only two characters that have arcs is Mister Nevercracker and Jenny. Yeah, Jenny's whole shtick is she's like a, a snooty prep kid, and uh, yeah, and then she she meets uh... these two losers for lack of a better term. Yeah, she meets <laughs> and... two. She meets two gamer, uh, epic gamer losers who pee in bottles and watch an old guy's house through through a telescope. Uh, but then uh, near the end, she warms up to them. I mean, we we mentioned this like six fucking times, but she kisses DJ. Yeah, and it's like one the one of us moment where like uh, she can be friends with losers too. Yeah, yeah. This movie doesn't really have character arcs that drive the story forward. It's kind of just their actions that do, which yeah, is it, fine. It's, it's the the movie is like well, it is it's it's the house. Like the house is the anchor in this movie. Once the house is gone, at the end, there's like there's not really anything to resolve. Yeah, it's just weird to me because it feels like they were trying to set something up. Like, like I said, I thought Z was going to be more relevant, um, especially like Z. Z is like the the older figure in in the movie, and she has she has this <laughs> a sex offender boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that bones played bones by is, Jason is, Lee. Yeah, and and I I I thought they were going to do something at all with that doesn't necessarily have to be interesting but like something with it and they don't really do anything with it i thought maybe like dj would have looked towards like bones as the as the older dude who like he should be someone to model himself after and then over the course of the movie he learns that bones is kind of a stinky stinky shithead and he should not worry about growing up too fast because he's still a kid but none of that happens. I was overthinking this movie. This is literally just about the house. Yeah, it's just about the like. If if you want Bones's arc, not Bones's arc, but but Z's like just tiniest arc, she ends up with uh, the the guy from the arcade in the end. <laughs> she realizes that her Bones is a stupid shithead, and she doesn't go back to him. Yeah, and she goes with another stupid shithead. <laughs> yeah, but that's not relevant. That doesn't. It's not really relevant at all to the. The story or the other characters, it's just, it's just, I think it's there just as a joke, really. Yeah. But, like, Bones, Bones is definitely, uh, not a good dude. If you, if you, uh, if Jason Lee, that, that name sounds familiar, he's, uh, Syndrome in The Incredibles. Yeah, the best villain. Yes. (laughs) I love Syndrome. He's really good. We should do an episode on The Incredibles. We could, except we're not going to talk about the second one, because that one sucks. Yeah, that one does suck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's uh let's move on to the next character so i mean that was dj we've like he he pees in bottles now we're, we're getting to chowder now he also pees in bottles <laughs> and that's and chowder is like the emotional anchor like he's the one who wants dj to continue being a kid and, and not like grow up and like look at all these fun things we look at all these fun things we used to do as kids we could still do them blah 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 but like i said that whole plot point doesn't really go anywhere yeah, and really. if you remove that, Chowder is really just 
He's really just a comic relief character. He doesn't do much in terms of story progression. He's just there to make jokes and be funny, which is fine. I think as like a, the generic best friend character, he does a, a good job. Yeah, he's ju- he's just that best friend character. I just I like I don't have much else to say about him because of that though. Like he's there. He's us. I guess uh, all we have to say about Chowder is he's a kid who really likes pretzel sandwiches. He's a chowder head. He is a chowder, like the TV show Chowder, which has nothing to do with this character at all. But what? he's like Chowder the food, which also yes. <laughs> now let's move on to Jenny. So Jenny's the most fl- like most fleshed out character here of the three kids. Like she's the one with the like, fleshed out is kind of said like lightly. Yeah, she's she's the only one that. It has an arc. <laughs> she learns to accept the people she thinks are beneath them. <laughs> and that's the story. I love that at the beginning of the movie, she's just a straight-up capitalist. <laughs> like, yeah, she, like, like, takes advantage of, of fucking Z, and she's, like, really, really smart and then really, like mischievous and like and that doesn't like, and, never then, comes up and then near the end she says well i guess i can pee in bottles too <laughs> i could be a sellout and pee in bottles that's the lesson <laughs> it's kids if there's any lesson to learn from this movie don't sell chocolates to an old guy because then he'll die and then the house is gonna try to eat you that's the lesson to learn from that's today. The, yeah that's the lesson. But yeah, like, I don't know how to have anything else to say. Like, like her, uh, about Jenny. Like, th- these characters don't add much to the story. They participate in it. Yeah, really, really, <laughs> really, if we, if we want to, like, speak technically, if we want to get uh, really, um, if we want to get critical about this, the house is the main character. The house is the main character. Yeah. <clears throat> the only characters to really do anything of note are DJ, uh, um, Steve Buscemi and the house. <laughs> Every other character just kind of exists in my, Like I don't know, they do nothing for me. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the house because the house is the character Constance. Because uh, we talked about the main threes, we're gonna talk about the house now, and then we're gonna get to Steve Buscemi. The house, it's, it's. I, I really like the design of the like the inside and the outside. I I love the inside because it 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 really is just the human anatomy. Like it's it's got it's the tongue, uh, is the carpet. It's got a mouth. It's got a throat. Uh, it it has two ways down to the stomach. It has the air pipe, and it has the throat where it swallows food, just like humans do. And the air pipe is the back room, just to go downstairs. Uh, the brain is at the top. You got the uvula. Uh, so it's a girl house. Yeah, I was gonna say that. <laughs> uh, the the house is really like intelligently put together it was actually like really refreshing to watch like and like it gets arms and legs kind of later and like it's just it feels like and it's designed like a human it even has a gag you know, reflex it, yeah and like it, it emotes like a human and it reacts like a human and it, it tries to eat children like a like hannibal lecter like hannibal lecter <laughs> uh yeah like i like the house i think that i think it was very Interesting. Like uh, for a movie called Monster House, I was impressed by the house. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what the most fleshed out thing about the movie is going to be. So there, there's the house. Uh, oh, 
I guess we should talk about the a part of the movie uh where they go where they find Constance's dead body in the in the basement. So this is the scary scene, the one that's supposed to scare the kids. I I I got scared from this scene first time I saw it, but then I was like, oh, this I mean, I was a kid when I saw it for the first time. I was probably six when I saw this. For the actually, you know what? Hold on, I was four when this movie came out. I um, was twenty-five years old, and I was looking at my phone, and I was not phased. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's this scene where they go to the basement, uh, because DJ finds a key near the beginning of the movie, and the key goes to the, a lock downstairs. He opens the door. And there's Constance's dead body there. Well, not well, dead body. The, 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 her skeleton encased in cement from when she fell in that hilarious scene from <laughs> that we talked about earlier. Like he trips and falls, and he comes face to face with the with the cement, and it all crumbles down, and the house starts shaking, and then the house starts trying to kill the kids. That that was that's that's like supposed to be the scene to catch the kids off guard to scare them, you know. Definitely scared me when I was a kid, and uh, seeing from other people's experience with this movie, that is the scariest part of the movie. But it's not scary, <laughs> like not even a little bit. It's it, like Letterbox doesn't even put it in. Letterbox doesn't even consider it a horror. It's listed as a on Google. It's listed as a horror fantasy. Uh, I don't consider anything about this movie scary, but like I guess it's like for kids, it's kind of spooky. I guess, but. I mean, the idea of, like, of like the house, definitely, like, if it was a live-action movie and if it was directed by, like, a horror director, they would definitely make this. Like, it definitely, like, has horror themes. Yeah. And you could definitely make a horror movie out of this concept, but this is also clearly a, a kid's movie. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I guess, I guess some people it. could call it a parody, too, because it's got elements of other horror movies in there. But, but obviously, like, super toned down, but yeah. Yeah, it's really just... It's a kid's Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie. That's what it is. Yep. Yeah, It's a, there you go. It's a Halloween movie, not a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Perfect for Spooktober. Yep. Um, that's, that's two in a row now. Whoa. Oh, three, three in a row if you want to consider. I mean, Shaun of the Dead's not a horror movie. It's it's definitely a spooky movie, but not horror. But we, we, that was the first Spooktober episode. Yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> we're doing fabulous. It's, yeah. It's okay, guys, because the idea is okay. We, we've said this several times throughout the course of uh, of our October episodes, but the Lib and I aren't horror movie people. Yeah, the idea is for is spooky movies, not scary movies. But I have a I have an actual horror movie in mind, at least for for the next episode. Yeah, and uh, I'm not gonna watch it by myself. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so Steve Buscemi. Uh, he's a, he's a character in this movie, Steve Buscemi. He plays himself. He does. Steve Buscemi plays Mr. Nebercracker, and we're not gonna call him Mr. Nebercracker. We're gonna call him Steve Buscemi, like we've been doing the whole time. He's he's the like we we all know that the that one neighbor that's like get get off my lawn. That's that's him. That's him. Well, at the beginning at least, because then DJ gives him a heart attack, and then he dies quote unquote he has a heart attack he had a heart attack that that's what happened but he comes back with a a a, a cloth around his arm was his arm injured like okay whatever <laughs> I guess they, they needed something to like signify that he was at the hospital but the, the gown wasn't enough 
No, his arm was broken too, dude. <laughs> and this is great foreshadowing in the flashback when the house was finished, was done being built. He had explosives on the table. And then when they walked, when Chowder walked into the house for the first time, he noticed that there were explosives near the front door. And that's ultimately how they uh, destroy the house. They, they throw dynamite down the chimney. Uh, so there's a cool bit of foreshadowing there. A little bit of a uh, little bit, little bit of uh, stuff that you'd see in a professionally made movie. Who would have thought that a theatrically released movie would have movie things in it? Who would have thought it? Who would have thunk it? Yeah, Chekhov's gun. That's wild. That's fucking crazy, man. Did you know it's not always a gun? I I didn't. Now I know. <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> This episode's so stupid. <laughs> it it fits the movie. It's a, it's yeah, a it dumb it. dumb time. It was so giggly. Very very fitting for Spooktober. Am I right? For <laughs> giggling like idiots. Am I right or am I right? I mean, come on, guys. This is the best Spooktober you've ever spooked. Oh, just just wait till till we talk about the, the news because it's gonna be even less spooky. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and then wait until we till we. Uh, going to backlogged because then it's gonna be the least spooky it's ever been. You know, it's gonna be that's gonna be terrifying for different reasons. Oh, <laughs> uh, I um, I have nothing else to really say about this movie. Yeah, me, need, me neither. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think we went over we went over the characters, we went over what we liked. I went over a couple things I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I I I think it's a good time for the kids. I would recommend it to young children. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'll be watching it again, but it's it was a fun time. Well, I'm gonna be watching it next Halloween because I watch it every Halloween. I might watch it this year again. So, yeah, yes. <laughs> I love this. I love this movie. If I was a kid, I'd say it's my favorite movie of all time. But now my favorite movie of all time is Rogue One, which is still a controversial pick. I guess I just, I'm, I'm. It's just L's all around, isn't it? <laughs> just L's all around. Uh, fun fact, this movie was supposed to have a sequel, but then something happened with the director and they couldn't get all the cast because the cast ended up doing other things like, uh, Hannah Montana. So, <laughs> so... I think Hannah Montana might predate this, but don't quote me. <laughs> I, I have no idea. It said the Hannah Montana movie was in 2009 and it's 2006, so I don't know. With the show, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, pretty much all of the cat. Oh my god, we didn't talk about the cops. The cops exist, I guess. I have nothing to say the about them. The cops exist. It's Kevin James and Nick Cannon, and they're hilarious, and they're the best characters in the movie. Alright, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there so, do <laughs> you like to, to move on to um, Backlogged Part 1? Oh, uh, wait, wait, before we do, like, because I need to finish with what I was saying before, uh, most, sure, of, yeah, yeah, most of the cast in this movie ended up doing TV, not movies. So you could probably catch them on shows nowadays if you look hard enough. They probably they're probably all character actors. So keep an eye out for uh for Sam Lerner, everybody. <laughs> I don't think Mitchell Musso acts anymore. Don't quote me though. I don't think he acts either. I think he peaked with Hannah Montana. What are you saying? You mean he peaked that monster house? <laughs> sure. That's what I'm saying. 
Another fun fact, when I was in third grade, we had to do a project about our favorite movie, and uh, I picked this movie, obviously, and I had literally nothing to say. <laughs> well, if you ever go back in time and you have time travel, you could show them this podcast. Except you shouldn't, because we said fuck a couple times, and it's not a perfect <laughs> Yeah, we said the fuck word. We shouldn't fucking show this to a fucking kid, you know? <laughs> Alright. This, really, this is a really stupid episode. You know what? Let's just uh, go into the kitchen, open the oven, and see what's hot off the presses. Sure. I like, I like, that, I like that segue. That segue is pretty good. <laughs> big, big news. Big news this week. Uh, DC Fandom happened. Lots yeah, of I, stuff I... were revealed. Lots of stuff was revealed. I think I'm the only one of us who actually watched it. I yeah no, no I I, you I watched, went you afterwards a, and watched, you were a smart person uh, and watched the trailers you cared about. I yeah. was an idiot and I watched the actual entire event. <laughs> and I have to say, aside from the Batman trailer, DC fandom was pretty bad. <laughs> like as an event, it was really boring. I think they they spent way too much time on certain things. I mean, not enough time on others. It was really long and dull, and I was not impressed. But with that said, we did get either new footage or brand new trailers for stuff like Peacekeeper, the upcoming Suicide Squad spinoff series, starring John Cena. Right. We got new footage of uh, the Flash movie, the, the Flashpoint live-action movie, and we got a little tease of Michael Keaton's Batman. We got footage of Shazam 2 and Aquaman Two. It's Aquaman Two, right? Yes, it's Aquaman Two. Yeah. Uh, some uh... game trailers that we're not going to talk about because this isn't a video game podcast. Yeah. We got The Rock's Bizarre Adventure in Black Adam. Uh, we got some footage for that. Uh, season three of Harley Quinn. Yeah, season three of Harley Quinn. Season three or four, I don't remember of Titans. Lots uh, of lots of stuff there. If you're a DC fan, there's something um, about Smallville. Injustice. Yeah, the Injustice movie that leaked. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming out today or yesterday. <laughs> But it leaked early. Uh, it wasn't good. I'll talk about that more. Did you in watch our, what it? we watched? In our, I did watch it. We'll talk about it more in our what we watched in October video. Nice. But I did watch it when it leaked because I thought it was officially out and it was not. <laughs> I found out it leaked during DC fandom because uh, I'm like, wait, why are they showing this? This movie's been out for like a week and a half, and then you I checked. Didn't like, oh, log it on Letterbox. I did. I did log it. It's there. Where the fuck is it? I watched it before I watched Airplane. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> you want to read my review of Injustice? <laughs> you can read it yourself. Okay. Let me read it out loud. It's very, it's very short and to the point. Hold on, wait, I have to I see. see I think I see it. I think I see it. It's yeah, the first here thing. it is. This movie doesn't understand why the original story works, both with content and its structure and insult, really. Well, you know, I've played the Injustice game. <laughs> I've played the game, I have read the comics, uh, Injustice is definitely a movie that exists. Great. Good. But most yeah, anyway, we got we got a official release trailer for that movie that leaked a week before. <laughs> and uh the big one, uh the Batman got a trailer. See that that's the one we're gonna focus on. Um uh, I am very excited. I I've, I've got a bit of a problem with uh Robert Pattinson. I don't know how well he's going to fit into the role. That being said, I've never seen a Batman movie. So, <laughs> I don't know. 
Well then, I have recommendations for you. I'm sure you do. I was planning on watching the Christopher Nolan trilogy this month, but I ended up watching James Bond instead. So, I very much recommend the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I'm probably going to watch the Christopher Nolan trilogy. He's my second favorite director, and I haven't seen the Batman movies. Uh, Rises is a little controversial-ish, but like the Batman Begins and Dark Knight are fantastic. You know what's fantastic? The Batman trailer, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, it is well, a fantastic know, I was going to say uh I was gonna say Interstellar and Inception, but yeah. <laughs> you know what's fantastic well, you know, fantastic Christopher Nolan thing? Uh the Batman trailer that he has no involvement in. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I think I'll I think I'll save the Batman talk for another time because I have a lot to say and I don't wanna drag this segment out for too long. But I'm very excited. Um, unlike Lib, I am looking forward to seeing uh, Robert Pattinson in the role. Uh, I think he's great in movies like Good Time, and I think he could handle uh, Good Time in the Lighthouse. And I think he could handle playing this younger, angrier version of the character well. His voice does come off as a little, little angsty, a little, little kitty sometimes, especially like in that scene in the trailer where he bashes on the window, interrogating uh, the Riddler. It does come off like I would probably have laughed in the theater, yeah. <laughs> but but I think I think he is gonna do a great job, and I'm very excited for this movie. I'll save my rest for rest of my opinions on this trailer and the full movie at some other point. Yeah, we're 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 probably we're not probably we're definitely doing an episode on this because Pat is uh fanboying on it. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do this movie whenever it comes out. Assuming it doesn't get delayed, it'll be next year. But I'll probably talk about it more if we cover other Batman movies. I'm sure we'll definitely cover the Nolan trilogy or at least like some of them at some point. But yeah, we'll 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 talk about Batman when we talk about Batman. Yeah, according to Letterboxd, it is it's it's apparently the um the most anticipated movie of 2022 according to a poll that was held on Letterboxd. So, yeah, it's my most anticipated movie at least at the moment. Speaking of uh movies leaking. Dune leaked. Dune leaked. <laughs> Dune leaked. <laughs> I have not. I have not watched it because uh, I want to go see it. I have watched it because I'm not going to be able to see it in theaters. Um, uh, what brief opinions on Dune? Uh, uh, uh the the book was better. <laughs> well, obviously. Um. So the movie. I thought the movie was going to be about the whole book, but it's only the first part. This is part one. Um, the casting's fine. The CG is amazing. It look. I, I think uh, last episode when we talked about how the Oscars are going to happen in six months, we were saying how Dune is probably going to get nominated for best visual effects. It's winning a hundred. It is going to win. There's no question. Okay, I'll I'll have more to say I guess after I see it. I might go see it this weekend. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, I, I have midterms coming up, so we'll see if I have time. But uh, I forgot to, I forgot to log it on Letterbox. So I'm gonna log it right now. You're gonna get a live logging. While, uh, while you do that, um, you could talk about another leak that happened uh, today at the time of recording, uh, and we actually just watched this leak thing right before we started recording as well. But uh, a part of the Uncharted movie trailer leaked today. It looks it looks fine. And I think by the time the next we record the next episode, we'll probably have the HD trailer and we'll have more to say. I don't know if we ever talked about the Uncharted movie on the 
on the podcast, but we have not. We have not talked about it. Okay, so I love Uncharted. Again, we're not a video game podcast, but this one's fine to talk about because there's a movie for it now. Uh, I love Uncharted. I love all six games, uh, from the PS Vita ones to the spinoffs. I love all of them. They're they're all great games. I replay them constantly. So when I heard they were doing a movie, I was this is probably my my most anticipated movie, just because I know it's going to fucking suck, because Tom Holland is playing Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg is is playing Sully. Yeah, Mark Mark Wahlberg I I think is fine. Ironically enough, I'm not like super pressed about him. There are definitely better choices. Um, but Tom Holland, as much as I love, I love my Spider-Man. It's just a weird casting choice for me. Tom Holland is, and, and I thought it was like, okay, maybe he's just playing a younger Drake. And if he's playing a younger Drake, then casting Tom Holland might make sense. He is, he is playing a younger Drake. He's playing pre Uncharted One Drake. Don't don't let what we saw in the tra- the leak trailer that I, I'm not gonna talk about because it's a leak. And we'll talk about it more when the HD version actually releases. But don't let what was shown in the trailer fool you. This is younger Drake. It is supposed to take place before Uncharted One. Okay, but does it's it take? Still, but, but does it take place before Golden Abyss? I I cannot tell you because there is a casting for Chloe, and Nate doesn't meet Chloe until Uncharted Two. Interesting. There's no casting for Elena yet. Which means it can be before Uncharted One, but Chloe can't be there if Elena's not, because Elena's the one who introduces Chloe to Nate. We'll find out next year. Yeah, we'll find out either when the trailer when the trailer drops or next year when it comes out. I'm definitely watching it day one. I'm kind of hoping that uh, it's not bad, but. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna watch it. I'm not an Uncharted guy, I'm, I, but I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's just hard for me to to watch Tom Holland in movies, playing an American character and him not being Spider Man. Like like when I watched him in The Devil All the Time, I was able to like differentiate him from from Peter Parker because he does a different voice and he plays a very different character. But like from like the thirty seconds of this leaked trailer, uh, he he's playing Peter Parker. He's playing Spider Man without the suit. Yeah, and that's much. just where my that's just where my mind goes. So we'll, I'll have to see more of it. I'll have to see the, the full trailer or the movie before I can comment more. But uh, we'll have more to say next week, I guess. Maybe assuming it releases like soon. Well, uh, I'm expecting I'm expecting it like tomorrow. If I'm being perfectly honest, probably. We'll yeah. Remember when? Um, remember when Disney was like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna." The, all the release dates for the MCU movies, they're not changing. Those are the release dates. That's what we're aiming for. They're probably not going to change. They changed. Uh, all, of them, all of them except No Way Home. So all the 2022 releases have all been delayed. Yeah, every every 2022 MCU movie. I don't know if, it, I don't know if this extends to the Sony movies. Uh, but the, the MCU movies are all delayed. So uh, that would be... Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That'd be Thor: Love and Thunder. The Marvels. Uh, the Marvels. There's a couple others. Ant-Man: The Wasp. Two. Uh, no wait, that's 2023, I think. 
no, that, I I remember seeing that on the list. I think that's also being delayed. Um, now I don't know. Does this extend to the Sony ones? I don't know because the uh, Into the Spider Verse, the sequel to Into the Spider Verse, is supposed to come out in 2022, and I just I just clicked on. It on Letterbox and it's it says Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Yeah, it, ha- it has the name now. The name was officially announced last week. I forgot to put that in the notes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I did Spider Man across the multiverse. It's officially titled. We still don't know much else aside from um, 90s Spider Man was cast. The original actor is coming back. No way. But, how uh, aside how from old that, is he now? Oh my god. He's, he's back. Everyone's super excited to see. Uh, Spider-Man 2099 here. I don't know who that is, so... Yep. Uh, Miguel O'Hara, he's a cool dude. I'm sure he is. <laughs> as as far as other things that released, but, like, officially, um, Eternals premiered to the press and cast a couple days ago. Uh, Marvel is asking that no one talk spoilers. Uh, we have both not seen it because we're not pressed or... We're not press or cast. <laughs> we have not seen it. Maybe one day out. we'll be considered press... It'll it'll come out to Friday or tomorrow, I think. I, it comes out this week or next week. Oh, it's, not, it's not tomorrow. It's, it's isn't it like November sixth or something? November fifth. Okay, I thought it was yeah. this week for some reason. Okay, well that's next. That's November. Um, Halloween Kills came out last week at the time of recording, and Dune is supposed to come out <laughs> tomorrow. Oh yeah, Dune, oh yeah, Dune's supposed to come out tomorrow. I did not leaked. It would be coming out tomorrow at the time of recording. And the last piece of news I have is um, speaking of more delays, uh, Deanna Jones Five was delayed by a whole year. Mm-hmm. I think this is the longest non-COVID-related movie re- delay, um, at least in recent memory. I think so. Well, uh, Dune got delayed like a few because months of co- because yeah. of COVID. This this has nothing to do with COVID. Oh, okay, yeah, um, this okay. It's yeah, yeah. for yeah, non-COVID yeah. Non, reasons. Non-COVID related reasons. Um, this is a year. I think it's the longest delay. I know exactly why. It's because they finally realized that Harrison Ford is an eighty-year-old man. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly. why. Exactly. They realized that this guy shouldn't be in action movies anymore. I should rewatch the Indiana Jones movies, especially uh, Last Crusade. That's my favorite one. Good movies except Crystal Skull. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's kind of a kind of controversial, but I don't like Temple of Doom. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Well, that's <laughs> uh, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll end hot off the presses there. Yeah, because that was a hot take right there. <laughs> that was a hot take, and I don't want to humor it. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I haven't seen it in a long time. Probably why. I'll I'll, uh, I'll watch or it. Or because you have watch. bad taste. Okay, well, hold on there. <laughs> well, you know, we, yeah, well, Monster House was one of my favorite movies ever, so. <laughs> exactly. So. Oh, by the way, I don't know Back- if we mentioned this uh, when, when you said Halloween Kills is out, but it sucks. I've heard. I've not watched it yet, but I probably will watch and, it. And there's week. already a sequel coming. Oh, of course there is. Yeah, it's called Halloween Ends, coming in 2022. And... It'll be the last one until this series is rebooted again. Yeah, and... COVID-19 is apparently a plot point in this movie, so. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's the end of the segment. We're going to move on to everyone's favorite segment, question mark. <laughs> Backlog. <laughs> All right. Uh, last week, 
I recommended that Pat watch Airplane, and he a has very, a very spooky movie, by the way. It's it's the it's the most terrifying movie in the world, especially if you hate comedy. So I watched I watched Airplane for the first time. A movie Lib was surprised I hadn't seen. Very. Surprised. And after finishing it, uh, surprised I hadn't seen because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I give it a four out of five on on my letterbox. I also gave it a four out of five. I think it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was it was hilarious. I found myself laughing out loud very often. I love I love some of the the cutaway gags. It it was great. I really really enjoyed it. The casting was great. The jokes were funny. It it was. I don't know why I wasn't expecting a parody movie. And I typically don't like parody movies, but I really enjoyed this one. It's really it it's. Probably the funniest movie I've ever seen. It's really funny. It's it's really really funny. Yeah, you know you know a movie is funny when it like tops the charts against the this movie came out in 1980. That's the same year as The Shining, The Empire Strikes Back, Raging Bull, Friday the Thirteenth. These these are movies you gotta beat. You know Superman two. Uh, what what other movies came out in 1980? Uh. The Elephant Man, that was a pretty good one. I've seen that. So when a comedy beats most of them, it's number four. When a comedy beats most of them, then shit, man, that's probably a good comedy. My mom loves this movie. Uh, I I have seen the sequel. It's not as funny as the first one. What what's your what's your uh, what if you can remember? What's your favorite gag from the movie? Okay, so it's really stupid, but like. The running gag of like Shirley, you can't be serious. And he's like, he's like, I am. I don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I just, I, just love, I, I love every fucking time that comes up. I just, I, I just, I laugh all the time. What, what am I? I, I love the. Uh, I, I take my coffee black. Like I like my man, <laughs> child. I, and like I, I, I had mentioned this like several times when we spoke off camera, but like the five minute like cutaway gag to just. It's just fucking Saturday Night Fever, <laughs> and it's five minutes long. Yeah. I was dying of laughter. It was so funny. Now, my favorite gag in the movie... Okay, this movie came out in 1980. Humor was different back then. Um, it was, yes. And my favorite gag in the movie is uh, the whole thing with the two black guys, and no one knows what they're saying. Oh, and then, and then the, old, the old white lady yeah, comes the, in. Yeah, the, like, the, the old white lady is so the trans... <laughs> It's so good. This movie is so like it's so funny. It's, it's... <laughs> the 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 um auto inflatable autopilot like yeah I love I love so the funny. inflatable autopilot and like the the stewardess has to has to blow it up. <laughs> I like that the stewardess like like makes an announcement on the on the intercom like everyone don't panic here's x y x y z reason why you shouldn't panic. And the doctor will be like, oh, something bad just happened. And she's like, okay, panic. And everyone freaks out on the plane. <laughs> it, it's, it's, such a, it's such a good movie. I, I'd recommend this to anybody. It's so, so funny. I, I love when um, uh, like she's on the intercom and she's like, uh, we're going to make our schedule landing something, something, something. And, and then they're like, we, we've had some bumpy, bumpy. Uh, it's been a bit bumpy, but uh, it's going to be okay. Don't worry, guys. Uh, so just keep your seatbelts on and uh, just remain calm. By the way, is there a doctor on board by any chance? Everyone starts freaking out. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, I I love this movie. I I urge you to watch the sequel. It it I'm gonna tell you now. It's not 
it's not as funny uh but you should you should watch the sequel whenever you can because it's 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 pretty good i'll definitely check it out yeah and, and with that we come to the end where i recommend you something now last week i said i was going to recommend you some hot garbage because i've been recommending you nothing but bangers uh oops all bangers mm-hmm. all, all cinema yeah but i went easy on you this time what i'm about to recommend you is not complete garbage okay in fact it is a movie i i actually enjoy uh, ironically but i enjoy okay and it relates to something we talked about off camera Oh. There's a certain superhero I really enjoy. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Called Daredevil. Oh. <laughs> Fantastic Netflix show. Actually cinema. But that's not what I'm recommending. <laughs> I'm recommending you a, a, little, a little 2003 flick uh, called Daredevil, starring Ben Affleck as the man himself. I so I am... fucking knew it. <laughs> I'm recommending you Daredevil 2003... But I'm going to be very specific. I'm recommending the director's cut. If you can find the director's cut, watch that. Okay. Yeah, if you can find it. If you can't find it, the, the theatrical release is worse. <laughs> but it'll, it'll be fine, I guess. But if you can find the director's cut, I would highly suggest watching the director's cut. Before we started recording, Pat was like, I'll give you a hint for the movie I'm recommending you. It's got Ben Affleck in it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It could either be one, and and it was, and it's hot garbage, so could have been one of three movies. I was dreading that it might have been Batman versus Superman. <laughs> no, no, I would not do that to you. <laughs> or, or the original Justice. Or would Day. I? Or, or, or would I? Or would you? But yeah, I'm recommending Daredevil. Uh, it has two evanescent songs. How could you go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, next episode. Uh, during the backlog segment, I'm going to uh, talk about Daredevil, I guess. That you are. Mm, Mark Steven Johnson. What else has he done? Oh, Ghost Rider. Well, this guy's got a great track record. Huh? <laughs> he does. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's the end of the show. Yeah, well, that's the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> this might be my favorite episode that we've ever done. <laughs> this, was, this was fun to record. Hopefully it was just as fun to listen to. Uh, I hope so. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in for another episode, wherever yeah. you are, at whatever time you're watching this. Um, if you want to find out what we'll be doing next week, you can follow us on our socials. We'll be dropping a hint at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch along. Yeah, I usually do that two days before the, the episode comes out, so look out for that hint. Also, just a quick announcement. Um, if you're watching this on uh, CastBox, uh, Stitcher, or Overcast... Hello, welcome. You're brand new to us uh, because we just got uh, approved for those three programs. Whoop-de-doo! We're, 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 we're on nine platforms now. That's a lot of places to listen to two idiots talk about movies. Oh, but that doesn't include uh, YouTube. We're on ten platforms. Yep. We're, on two cha- we're on two channels on YouTube. We're on two channels on YouTube. Eleven places. Damn, that's a lot of places. So just pick your favorite and uh, listen on. And... If you want to recommend us a movie, uh, you could do that. Uh, just go to any of our socials, our featured link, uh, like where there's the website section. Click on that. It'll bring you to uh, our link tree. And at the very top, you'll find a form that you could fill out to recommend us a film or TV show that we are going to watch. And then we 
might even do an episode on it. Only one way to find out. Participate. Yep. So go ahead and uh, fill out that form. Uh, also on that uh, link tree, uh, you can find our two Letterboxd accounts so you can keep track of what movies we're watching. Uh, maybe you can uh, watch the movies that we watch and you might find a new favorite. Who knows? Um, as, we like, as we like to say around here, oops, all bangers. As we like to say around here, Shazam. Up, up, and away. <laughs> Fly. Fly. I, I noticed there was no Spider-Man reference in this episode, so I threw one in. There, there it was. <laughs> and with that, we'll be signing off. Good night, everybody. Good night.